Welcome to Walking with Spirit with Dr. Ruth Anderson on the International Angels Network and Enlightened World Network. I am your host, Ruth Anderson, and I'm coming to you from Colorado. This is a pre-recorded show, so we won't be taking any call-ins. Here at International Angels Network, we explore spirituality, angels, spirit guides, our loved ones on the other side, and much more. Our radio podcasts are available to you on Pocket Cast, Pinterest, Player FM, Podchaser, and now Overcast Radio. Listen to us on Alexa and Echo Amazon devices or download the TuneIn app. These are all easy sites to use and make it simple to listen to our archive shows. Tonight, I am so excited to bring you week one of the Working with Angels mini-session with our guest, my friend and fellow lightworker, Karen Anderson. This episode of International Angels Network is sponsored by Holistic Light Rejuvenation Center. For more information, visit holisticrejuvenate.com. Sunday Sturgeon is the founder and CEO of Holistic Light Rejuvenation Center and is a host on our network. We are pleased to announce that International Angels Network is now also sponsored by Audible by Amazon. If you go to www.audibletrial.com forward slash International Angels Network, you can get a free audiobook. So please check that out today. I would like to thank you for taking time out of your busy schedules to listen in. This show is called Walking with Spirit. Walking with Spirit means consciously living in the physical realm with frequent connection to the divinity in the spirit realm and being open to all that they want me to experience. Every day I check in with my guides, Divine Mother and God sometimes seeking guidance, sometimes seeking connection, and sometimes seeking their healing abilities. Many days I receive lessons by hearing, seeing, or feeling signs coming in from the energetic realm. I never know what my day is going to look like or what the next learning might be. I am an author and a spiritual counselor providing individualized transformational experiences for my clients using Holy Fire Reiki, energy work, and connection with the spiritual divinity, including Divine Mother, Archangels Michael, Gabrielle, and Raphael. Each week, I share a story about an experience I had while walking with Spirit. This week, I would like to share what Spirit has been crafting in my heart for the past two years. There are so many people individuals being called to do what they can to bring positive change to the planet. We are being called to come from a place of love, to listen to the inner callings whispering in our ears, and for some of us, persistently nudging and speaking loudly and with urgency. I have been called, as many of you have, to share the truth that spirit and the universe have shared with me. We all know that planet Earth and her inhabitants are struggling more now than ever. I believe that what could make this situation more bearable would be for people to have hope, connection, and purpose. 
I conjecture that light workers across the globe are being isolated and distracted from reaching as many individuals as possible in efforts to keep humanity from reaching the highest levels of consciousness possible. Sadly, at a time when it is needed the most. My personal calling is to create a network, a platform, and a voice for light workers across the globe to unite in a variety of means in order to ultimately have a much larger reach and impact. The ultimate goal is to increase vibrational frequencies of one, of many, and as a united front across the globe. I've been shown that the time to be acting is now, and I have answered the call along with other lightworkers. I have been given a name for this endeavor of Enlighten. The domain name I was told is enlightenedworld.online. The Facebook names I was led to use are Enlighten and Enlightened World Unites. The YouTube will also be Enlightened World Unites. The Facebook site will be going up very soon and will be global in no time. I've been shown conferences in Los Angeles, New York, and Tokyo to start bringing in trailblazers in the spiritual world, public spiritual figures, and lightworkers with the intent of mobilizing and connecting, educating and focusing on positivity and higher vibrational energies. One of the long-term visions is to create a website where lightworkers across the globe can have a voice and a platform in order to connect with more people. With this website, lightworkers will be able to share articles, advertise their services and products, mobilize for meditation or prayer circles, purchase and create online radio or video programs, have a YouTube presence, and seek low-cost and easy-to-access assistance for creating their own websites, publish books, create educational or motivational courses, etc. So stay tuned as the website progresses. This endeavor is much larger than I am, and Spirit is lining up people to be invited in. While the groundwork is being laid for the Facebook page, website, online TV network, and conferences, I am focusing on walking with Spirit to make sure that all is in alignment with the desires of God, the archangels, and angels. If you are called in any way to see where you might fit into all of this, please feel free to reach back out to me. I have had the immense pleasure to be introduced by spirit to a team of people that I call the inner circle of enlightened world. They come from a variety of backgrounds, but each of them have a connection to spirit and are answering the call to support me or Enlightened World and its mission. My guest tonight is Karen Anderson. Not only is she featured in my mini-series on working with the angels, but she is one of the members of Enlightened World's inner circle. The topic of this show is loving connection with the angels. I would like to tell you about Karen Anderson, our guest tonight. Karen is a spiritual intuitive, medium, angelic channel, radio show host, master teacher, 
integrated energy therapy specialist and Theta healing practitioner. Karen is a third generation intuitive. As a small girl, she could easily hear the voice of the angels and spirit. Those connections as a child blossomed into a beautiful, heart-filled connection and one that she relies on still today. It has been an honor for Karen to work professionally over the last 17 years with clients from all around the world, bringing messages of hope, love, and healing. Karen is also passionate about teaching spiritual development courses. Karen often shares her personal experiences throughout the years with Spirit in hopes it will help assist and inspire others to develop their own heavenly connection. Karen's deepest intention to all that she meets is that they remember how loved and treasured they truly are, and that spirit, source, love, longs to assist everyone along their path to achieve their highest spiritual destiny and divine life's purpose. And with that, I would like to welcome Karen to the show. Karen, can you hear me? I sure can. Hello, Ruth. Hello, my sweet thing. Thank you so much for being with us. Oh, absolutely. Thank you for inviting me. This is so, so much fun. A lot of joy. Well, first I wanted to say I love the name of the show, Loving Connection with the Angels, because Mm -hmm. that is everything that Enlightened World is all about. Absolutely. Absolutely. I fully agree. But first, before we get into Enlightened World, I would love for you to tell the listeners about you. Tell us about that small girl that had a connection with spirit. How, what was that like for you and when did that start? Well, uh, <laughs> it was just every day, all day long, where I could hear people's thoughts before they spoke. And I thought, everyone had this. I thought this is just organically natural for everyone. <laughs> and it would be, I found out quickly that not everyone had that. I mean, it was great. I knew when I was in trouble. I knew when to be called in for dinner. I knew when to be called to do chores, called on in school. Wow. And the angels would immediately tell me the answer. And then the teacher would say, can you show us on the board how you got to that? Mm-hmm. Uh, no, mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't. Oh, my God. oh, so how did you come to the answer? Well, the angels told me. Yeah, that went over real well in class. Wow. But it, it was something that was just very natural. And visitors in my room, I love spending time in my room. I would literally have conversations. And it would be something I just heard from my heart. But it would be like a conversation in my head. And I would see them in the time, to be honest, Ruth. I had no idea they were angels. They were just beautiful, trusted friends, beings. I felt so loved and so safe and immediately embraced and loved more than I did outside my room. And so I loved to spend a lot of time uh, in my room. And my mother would say, you know, Karen would talk to the wall if it could talk back to her. Well, little did she know. <laughs> they were. <laughs> they were. The wall was actually speaking. Oh, my gosh. But um, it, it's been, um, you know, a journey until I was about 13 when I noticed that I was starting to scare people. People would say, I, you're scaring me. Don't say that. Well, how do you know this? How did you know that person? They've been gone for 20 years. Well, they were in my room last night or what have you. Um, and it would start to scare people. So I immediately thought I was doing something wrong. So I 
ask, please, can you, you know, tone this down? Can you turn it down a notch? And, you know, the angels and guides, they aim to please, and you can't take it away. It's because who we are, our connection. But they did turn it down, but it never left. And it was always there in the back of my heart or recess of my mind where I should not be on the phone with you right now, Ruth, in this beautiful moment speaking to everyone about the angels because six times I could have left this planet. But I knew in my heart they were there. I knew that by my own state saying yes or no, it was that simple. Are you going or are you staying? And there were six distinct times that I can remember. And so I knew, although I didn't hear them on a day-in and day-out basis, like I did as a child, I always knew they were there. And then in 1997, I had an incredible experience with the angels and it was an autumn day in October this month. So it's really interesting that we're doing this in the month of October. Um, but it was in 1997 and it was, the whole sky was filled with beautiful layers and layers and layers of vibrating translucent angelic beings. Now I didn't know they were angels at the time. They told me they were. And they said, um, you are not alone. We have always been with you. And when you ask for one, there are thousands upon thousands upon moons behind. And, you know, it was an incredible. And the reason that I felt so in the moment, because it brought up that feeling I had as a child, that safe, warm, embraced feeling. And I said, oh, you're my friends from long ago. And Mm -hmm. um, so they reassured me that I wasn't alone. I was going through a really hard time in my family with my youngest son. And they said that I'm here to assist people to remind them they're not alone and how loved they are. And there's not anything that they could do, anything ever they could ever imagine that would take away that love, that they would be separated from that love. There wasn't anything. And in the wildest imaginations, and I was to help people, teach them how to find their own connection back into their heart. And as soon as they came, they were gone. And I'm like, yeah, 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 but where's the instruction manual? Right, exactly. <laughs> what do I do wow. now? How am I so, supposed to do this? Exactly. So it was a journey, trying to figure out what happened to me, first of all. And secondly, kind of, you know, it was an inward journey. It's it, it literally, I love when you say enlightened, because you go inside and you light up all that you are all that you've always been, all that you will forever be eternally. And that's kind of what I had to do. I needed to go in and meditate and connect. And because I went to, oh gosh, so many religious, spiritual, um, even psychic, and no one had a complete answer for me Mm -hmm. because it was to be my own understanding. That's right. My own journey. Yeah, as lonely as it is, I had that exact experience absolutely very lonely but it was it was something that no one could teach me Mm -hmm. they they it was something that I needed to feel like I did as a child and they told me you're a sentient being and so you feel first you think next and then you act experience and outcome so let's get you back in those feelings that you have never cut yourself off from no but you've ignored the calling or the because you felt you weren't a good girl or you were doing something bad. And it isn't right, wrong, good, or bad. 
It just, in the moment, wasn't serving you as you wanted it to. So it was on pause. And I thought, okay, how many of us have got it on pause, you know? And then we frantically tried to get the pause button off. <laughs> and I want my, you know, my experience to happen. And so many people tell me that. I want an awakening like yours. I say, oh, no, you don't. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, gosh, no. You want it your way, the way your soul, yourself, your creator, your, the, the creator of all that there is, the guides, the archangels, the angels, how they know it will serve you. That's what you want. That's what you need. And you'll find it only by going in, inside and igniting that inner, that inner glow, that inner knowing, that inner self. And so it's it's fun when light bulbs go off in class full of students that, oh, those are my angels. That's mm-hmm. my angel. I've mm-hmm. been hearing this or I knew that name or I knew that voice forever. Well, of course you have. Of course. So it's it's been an amazing journey for myself and so many people. I've been blessed to be the fly on the wall just in a, a session to see heaven at, you know, at hand at work and healing and, um, also just to be the facilitator to help people to understand just how connected people are. We can't, you cannot unplug. You cannot mm-hmm. um, disassociate from all that there is. You're part of that. Um, so it's, it's neat. It's a neat thing to do. So Karen, I know that you've got, um, you've got sons. Did, did they get any of these qualities? Oh, yes, absolutely. But my two older ones are like, when my friends come over, don't tell them what you do. (laughs) And they're they're kind of frightened of it because they're very gifted in themselves. My oldest is extremely cognizant, just knows what he knows. He's beyond wise. My middle son has her audience far greater than I've ever had, ever, ever, ever. Um, It's amazing, his clear audience. And then my youngest is just a combination of all the gifts. But my two older would say, now I have friends come over. And mom, you know, but they would come up to me and say, no, Karen, blah, 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 blah. (laughs) What would my angel say about that? And my kids would go, oh, gosh. Now I'm a grandmother. And my oldest son has two girls. And my oldest granddaughter is extremely gifted. She's very connected and magical, and my younger one is figuring it out herself. And it's so much fun because they talk about things as is. You know, Grammy, this crystal, I just know if I do this or that, this or that'll happen. I just know when I go home, there'll be a package there. I just know it, Grammy. Oh, really? How do you know it? I just know it. I feel it or I heard it. We go home, there's a package on the door. So they're trusting that. And then to have the support, I didn't have the support growing up. It was more like, stop, don't do that. You're scaring us. Where I say, you know what? Go with it. You know, as broad and as imagination could come up, it's let it roll. Let it just open up like a beautiful flower to the sun. Just let it go, sweetheart. You know, and I, I encourage it constantly, always. Well, what a beautiful gift that yes. is for your family to have that safe space to be able to share what they're experiencing. Yes, absolutely. And, and it's something that I said to myself and to, you know, um, the angels, when I became a mother, if my children are by chance 
gifted because I'm a third generation. I figure it's probably mm-hmm. going to be passed on. And um, help me to help them so that they know it's just who they are at a very core level. And it's all love. There's no fear to attach to it. It's just all love. Love mm-hmm. is all that there is. And uh, it's been real helpful. Um, you know, over the years, they've come to me a little bit. My oldest, hardly at all, but that's okay. Um, but a little bit over the years, uh, you know, Mom, what do you think? What do you think the angels think? That kind of stuff. So it's it's been fun. But I never push. I just offer and open up and say, if you want to talk, and here I am, you know, at any time. You know, that's so funny, Karen, because I've got two teenage daughters, as you know, mm-hmm. and they will come to me for relationship advice. <laughs> yeah. And they always want to know, what am I seeing energetically? What's, you know, what's the connection between this person and them? Or, you know, that it just, it's just part of our common language at the house now. And it's, it's just funny to me. And when I'll tell them what it is that I'm seeing, like I'll typically, I'll put one of my daughters up and then bring in the energy of the person that she's asking about. And I'll, you know, tell her what energetically it looks like her body is doing and and that person's body is doing and and every time they'll I mean they've never once have they said no 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 that's not right they always go yes I can absolutely see that and (laughs) it's it's so humorous to me but the nice thing is that they trust it and they're maneuvering their lives and their relationships on it and it's building up I think that security in them of knowing, wow, there really is something to this energy work. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, um, you know, my kids, now that they're grown adults and on doing their own thing, my two older ones will say to me, you know, mom, I heard, you know, on NPR, or I heard somebody else talk about that sounds just like you many years ago. Mm-hmm. It's when they're open, when they're ready, you know, the information flows through. Like they say, when the student's ready, the master appears. And so coming from mama, it was more of like, you know, this is your mother's telling you how something is, but then if it comes from, you know, a source that they trust, if you will, um, and it sparks something in them and inspires them, then they're like, my mom used to talk about that, or she's talked about that. And and it's, it's so interesting how they, you know, at least with my children, I know with your daughters, they, they, they will open when they're intended and there's no rush there's no hurry because there's really nothing that they're gaining if you will it's just a Mm re-remembering and uh, a reopening or a a going in and and remembering what they've always known and it's um it's my oldest son was um snowboarding in the backwoods in south lake tahoe and he said mom he said i was going down this run and of course, I'm not supposed to be there. The forest, forestry people say, don't go there. You know, but I went anyway. And a friend of mine was there and we were having a great old time. They wanted to take the last run. But something in my gut, I felt nauseous. Hmm. Don't do it. Don't do it, Ryan. Don't do it. And um, I thought, ah, whatever. I'm going to take this one run. He said, as soon as he started down on his snowboard, he said, I shouldn't have done this. Mm-hmm. I should have listened. And essentially, when he went off the, the the jump, he jackknifed, if you will, and it broke um, 
four or five discs in his back. Uh, yeah. And uh, he laid there on the forest floor with his friend. And his friend put him on a, because they're in the middle of nowhere, put him on a snowboard and pulled him out. And he said that his friend Nick um, kept telling him jokes and telling to keep him, you know, conscious awake mm. and kept saying you know if you do believe in a higher power or you believe in guardian angels I would start calling them in Ryan <laughs> and wow. he said I just thought about you mom I thought about all you it's like really quick of all the years you've spoken about make sure to call on your angels make sure to call on your loved ones on the other side you know make sure you call on God or whoever you you know I never put a label to it I just said whatever right. warms your heart moves your heart and um he said, Mom, I just relied on that, relied on that. And here he goes into surgery, and they put plates in and rods in, and the surgeon comes out and says to me, Mrs. Anderson, I don't know who you've got working for you on the other side. No. But there's a, yeah, there's a lot of help, I'll tell you, angelic or family or whatever, but your son was a millimeter, maybe even less, being paralyzed from the waist down. Oh, yeah. And and she and he said, so I don't know who you got going on the other side. I said, you have no idea. <laughs> but I said, thank you. Because the minute I heard that my son had hurt himself, um, I just immediately went in and said, I need you now. Mm -hmm. I need you and I know you're here. So it, for him to say, gosh, I just remembered all that, you know, it's like a split second download. Because it's all internal. It's all there. And it'll come up when you need, you know, just like pull that file. Let's watch that show or let's listen to that audio tape of my mom for the hundredth millionth time. Right. <laughs> so when parents think your children aren't listening, really they are. It's being archived in a, a cell memory somewhere. <laughs> and they'll pull it up when they need or when they feel that I should have listened or I'm going to listen. So that was a really amazing experience for my son. And he's never forgotten it. Never. No, no, I, I can't imagine this. <laughs> no. Wow. So, you know, Karen, I'm stuck on something that you said. I mean, as, as I'm just <clears throat> here with you, I'm just sort of paying attention to the energy that's mm -hmm. around you. And you, you just are coated with angelic helpers around you. It's, mm -hmm. it's um, really exciting to see. And I'm imagining you as a small child with this bevy of angels around you. And I, I'm just wondering what would that, what that must have been like for you when everybody else around you is saying, no, no, wait, no, what you're seeing is not right. What was that like? Uh, that's a really good question. At first it was like, well, um, you know what, They're, they just don't know. They just don't know. But, mm. you know, when we come into life, what the angels and Michael, uh, uh, Archangel Michael, shared with me many, many, many years ago, when you come into life, you know fully who you are, where you're going, why you've chosen your parents, the path, everything, you know without a doubt. And there isn't a child or a newborn baby that I haven't held that is blabbing about why they're there. You know, they really mm. do blab. And um, <clears throat> so... We know, but as we grow older and we start to get integrate, you know, to school, to friends' homes, to grandparents and church or a religious or spiritual, you know, connection, it starts to kind of 
water down our own belief because we fear, I figured, well, they know more than me. They're my parents or they're my grandparents. And so that kind of became diluted down from my knowing to kind of like others' belief systems. But I would always have within me, that doesn't feel right. That's not the heavenly parents I know or that's not the God I know. And it would, it would just eat at me even as a little girl. And as I grow older, I kind of learned to ignore that because I wanted to be more accepted than rejected. I mean, what 13-year-old, you know, you've got teenagers and my kids are teenagers. They want to be accepted. So I started ignoring that. And that's where I feel in my heart of hearts that true disconnect more than me asking, can you tone this down? I don't mean disconnect, pull away, but my intention was... um, you know, I wanted to be so far away from what I knew that magic was in that it literally left and and it shelved itself until 1997. It was there off and on, of course. Like I said, my life was threatened, but not to the degree as when I was a little girl that I could, you know, <clears throat> go and, and uh, be outside and just hear this dialogue going on and meet speaking right back and and my family would say she talks to herself all the time we just don't know she's kind of different Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah little did they know um but I was adopted at three days old and when I did find my birth family in 1996 I realized that all I had experienced was what they called you know intuition psychic uh, a knowing and I had no idea that wasn't anything that I grew up with And so finding my birth family and understanding that it was just a very natural thing in my uh, birth family, I finally embraced myself again. I opened up my heart and said, you know, I'm going to embrace this part of me because now I really understand Mm -hmm. what it means and, Mm -hmm. and why it was there. I think that that's kind of fascinating that it took meeting your birth family for you to be able to embrace it because then it sounds like then you realized where it came from and that it yes. was legitimate. It, it, it explained me, mm-hmm. <laughs> if you will, because I always felt like the brown egg and the white dozen, you know, mm-hmm. I always felt so different. And, you know, my brother was adopted as well, but he even was more like our adoptive parents than I could have ever been. And I just, I felt so different. And I knew there was something when people would say, I'm not having these or that experiences. I just thought, I felt sadness. Like, oh, you would love it. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. you would love it because I'm never lonely in my room. It was outside of my room. I felt very disconnected and lonely and, and, um, but, you know, over time, and especially, here's an example. I, uh, my mother asked me to go down to the grocery store with, at, at the end of the block to get a bucket of laundry detergent. Back in the day, in the 60s, it came in a huge bucket, a white bucket. And so I went down there, and I was on my way back, and I'm skipping along. And, and a car pulls up and says to me, the gentleman says, hey, do you know where such and such street is? Hmm. He said, I'm sorry, I can't hear you. He says, well, come closer to the oh, car. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I went to take a step, and I heard. Now, this is after 
I said, you know, tone it down. I want to be just a normal, mm-hmm. you know, preteen or teen. I heard stop and run. Mm-hmm. Immediately, I dropped the, the detergent and I ran. Wow. And my mother's like, where's the detergent? I said, I'm so sorry. And what I can figure from that moment, to be honest, Ruth, I wasn't in fear because my mind didn't, wasn't anywhere other than in the moment enjoying the bliss of skipping and getting, doing something nice for my mother to help her. But I felt his fear. I felt all of his angst, his, you know, inner turmoil or whatever. And that, when I heard stop and run, I knew that voice. I knew that I needed to do what I was told. So I have no idea what would have happened if I had not listened. Mm-hmm. But that has been following me all, all day. It's up into this second right now. And I've learned to listen, mm-hmm. really listen, and to tune in and to trust it, what you, what you first feel, what you first hear. Absolutely. I have uh, got like a million questions to ask you, Karen. This is not fair that I only have an hour with you today. <laughs> <laughs> so just looking at the time. Um, okay. So, you know, I apologize to anybody who's been listening to this recording because I realized that the first 12 words that I have said during your whole interview was, wow. <laughs> That's all I kept saying was, wow, wow, wow. <laughs> apologize. I realize that that's not actually good. Oh, no, I'm honored. I'm so honored to be with you because I feel the same for you as wow. Wow, wow. Right on back. Back at you. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, So I do want to talk about Enlightened World, but yes, and we will, but if there was anything that you would tell the listeners about angels, what do you want them to know? Oh my gosh that they're in awe of the human design, the human soul. They're in awe of us. And here's an example. I um, was driving down, um, because I get a lot, I'm sure you do too, a lot of dialogue going on when you drive. I don't know where I get and how I get to places, because I don't drive my car. (laughs) Something drives my car for me. And I heard in my head the beautiful collective voice say, we are just so in awe of the human design. The human soul, and I said, uh, "What? Excuse exactly. me? Exactly. Really? And it, oh, oh, hello? <laughs> oh, do you know how you are able to create not only a physical life, but the same energy creates your physical life? And at any moment, you can pick and choose and design, and when the law of free will." And create with the same energy that creates a physical being, the same energy that creates your life. We're in awe of that. Mm-hmm. Our creator creates us as needed. And, you know, there are certain that have been created for certain roles, like we know with the archangels. And, and I said, excuse me, it took, I was so flabbergasted that they are so in awe of what we have chosen to walk through in the human design with the ego and, you know, feeling and emotionally and mentally and want to do it again and again and again <laughs> to come back over and over and over. But it is to elevate and to evolve ourselves. And we're all in this together. 
the angels, the guides, ourselves, we're all in this together. There isn't a me consciousness. It's a we. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're moving to all along. But now more and more light workers, healers, um, pathfinders, way showers are wakening up to the idea we can do this because me creates separateness, creates Mm -hmm. that's you and this is me or you're there and I'm here. But if we do it together, you know, as you said earlier, where two or more are gathered, there's such power in that. And it's amazing when the angels come forward and say to us, we cannot intervene unless your life or your life's contract is not going to the direction your soul chooses. Then we can intervene. But other than that, you must ask us. And we often forget. I know I did. And sometimes I still do. But just to ask for them, even to prove it to you, if what Karen and Ruth are saying, goodness, prove it to me and just show me that you're there, you're real, you're, you're in my life, you're in my, in my day in and day out life. They will, believe me. They will definitely prove it to you and in a big way. Just be ready for it <laughs> and be open to it and don't ask it to be delivered in a certain way. Kind of mm-hmm. let go. Let go and just be open to whatever, whatever and however it comes, because it will. So when, when you work with the, with the angels, do you see a diff, big difference between the different types of angels and like the archangels and the regular angels and, you know, the sprite angels is what I've been told that they're called the little ones to me are called sprite angels. Do, do they look different to you? They do. Not only do they look different, but they feel different. Mm-hmm. They vibrate different. Yeah. Um, when I began this, I um, uh, was a massage therapist, and it was the perfect place for me to start. And what I mean by that is I understood without knowing what energy felt like. I knew when it wasn't my energy, when it was the client's energy. I knew when it was a, a heavy past memory because it would just feel, oh. I just knew and they would be releasing things as you're getting massage. Not only does it help you with your physical body, it helps you with your light body and your cell memories and letting go of things you really don't need anymore. And um, so I got real clear on when a loved one would come in versus a, an angel, an archangel, an ascended master, such as Jesus or Buddha or Krishna or, or Yogananda, you know, wherever someone's heart is drawn to, right. um, you know, that's who walks with you. If you're a couch potato, yay for you. You're going to have couch potato angels and guides. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, if you're scientific, you'll have that kind of a vibration. Mm-hmm. And so right. I have learned over time as the, you know, uh, energy therapist and the massage therapist, what it felt like. And they also are different colors. I would see different vibrational colors. And that also connects to frequency or mm-hmm. to vibration. That's right. And so I've learned kind of spirit trained in that respect, but then it would be also validated by, you know, wonderful uh, spiritual teachers and, and wonderful leaders that are out there that had experienced it and put it in book form or is teaching it. I'd say, oh, that's what I've experienced. I've seen that or I've witnessed that. You know, a child's spirit will vibrate a lot higher than an adult because, and what they explained to me is that there isn't the baggage, if you will. There's still that freedom, that childlike wonder, that 
um, they're not bogged down by, if you will, many, many, many emotional or ego type experiences. And it's true. They do vibrate, and so do animals. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as you talked about the sprites and, oh, my goodness, the elemental kingdom, the angelic elemental kingdom, all over the place. Fairies are real, and they come in on all the, the plants and flowers that I bring into the house, and I give gratitude to them because they're guardians over those beautiful beings. And on the animals that I have, there's little uh, beings that are floating around, little specks of light that I see all the time. So it's not just the human race, that the human mm-hmm. souls that are protected and guided. It's, it's everything. Absolutely. There's a, as they say, there's a need for angels. And in every situation, an angel could be present. So it's, uh, you know, as the need fits, there's a beautiful angelic or a high vibrating energy to serve. Absolutely. So, you know, Karen, as you talk, I think things like, when are you going to write a book? <laughs> yeah, Gosh, I am. I, I am right to, now. <laughs> yeah, I would love to hear classes that you're offering. Yes. How is the, what are you bringing to the world as far as? Oh, my goodness. Well, first of all, yes, I am. Thank you, Ruth. I am writing a book, and it's, it's about my upbringing and all the encounters I had with the angelic you know, realm in the, in the spirit realm. And, and there was no fear attached to it, which I loved until I felt I was doing something wrong and fear flooded in. But, um, you know, that's choice, too. It's a perception. So I'm mostly talking about in my book um, the incredible moments I've met with people who I love to be in the fly on the wall to see heaven at its best, to see, you know, healing of years of, of pain or, or what have you. I mean, it's a variety of different experiences that I've seen that I'm just blown away, blown away. And um, sharing that is also is how people can uh, quiet their own mind and open their heart to remind them of their own connection to their angels and guides. And um, I love teaching spirit development because it's such a gratifying as the teacher facilitator to watch the light bulb go off. And people are like, oh, it's so easy. It's so simple. I've known this all along. It's just like connecting the dots. And I love that. And people, when they leave the class or leave the weekend with me, they're walking off the ground a couple mm-hmm. of feet higher, you know, because they feel so good God inside. Right. You know? They feel their true divine self. And when you do that, I mean, just love floods in and you want angels around you hang out with kids with animals because that high frequency is an automatic attractor so do things that that are playful and fun and volunteer with for children volunteer for animals and just bring that into your life they're there anyway but it's more for you to recognize or others to recognize what it feels like and I promise you, you'll you'll see angelic moments left, right, and you know, in center. Right. So, Karen, if folks want to reach out to you, they can check your website at absolutely askkarenanderson.com. Mm-hmm. Okay, and that has your contact information on it, so they could connect with you. Absolutely, it okay. does. And I'd be honored if anyone did feel guided to work with me, 
I'd be honored to work with them. It's, it's such, as you know, to work for spirit and to work for and with the angels or the creator. It's just such a, it's such an amazing, amazing gift blessing for ourselves as well as others. It's a give and receive. And I love that. Yes, absolutely. So Karen, <laughs> let's switch topics now just um, to enlightened world. And um, so when folks hear this online with International Angels Network, um, Enlightened World will be launching its website and its programming network online on um, November 1st, 2018. So it'll be a week later after folks hear this. And um, I'm so excited that we are going to be providing this amazing platform for light workers to be able to share their messages, their stories, and to build their businesses, their um, classes that they want to provide. If they want to have an online show, they can do that. Um, I'm just so excited to be able to provide this kind of service to fellow light workers across the planet. Absolutely. It's, it's an incredible beautiful uh, a, a community, a tribe, if you will, yeah. of many coming together. And it just, when you shared it with me, I think I was one angel goosebump all day long. <laughs> because it's such, well, first of all, it's very expansive. And I know that there's many, many, many beautiful, um, beautiful beings out there that are healers and intuitives and really making a difference. In, in many lives that need a little extra support, a platform mm -hmm. to come and say, join in and let's hear what you have to offer. You know, what mark are you leaving? What legacy do you want to leave behind? What vibrational, you know, thumbprint do you want to leave here? I'd love to learn, love it. And so I would love to learn from all the people that are guided to, you know, the Enlightened Word Network and just, in life, anyone that I learn from, or, or I just enjoy it so much. And from learning from someone else, that helps them with their God work, with their life's mission. And, and you know, it, it, it puts, a, um, a, again, a we presence. I love that you're doing this, Ruth, and I'm so grateful to be a part of this, one of the golden strands, honestly. Yeah. As you, you know, the Maypole. Do you remember that? In, oh, in yeah. School? Yeah. Kind of that's just what came in my mind where this beautiful umbrella, an idea, and we've all got a, a handle in it and a, and a, 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 a hold on to it and, and create. It's just going to be magnificent. I can feel it. Yeah, that's magnificent. That's such a nice visual. I love that. And part of it, um, I was asked to do a meditation at the International Association of Near-Death Studies. And that was just this last August. And Archangel Michael walked me through that meditation and there were 12 people in the room. Wow. And um, it ended up being almost like an attunement or an activation. I was quite stunned by what was coming out of my mouth, actually. <laughs> and um, it ended up that each person in the room stood up if they wanted to, and they all did, which was lovely, and said their name out loud. And we were surrounded by archangels and angels. And then one of the angels, not the archangels, but one of the other angels took that name up to the creator. 
And each person that did that was given this gold healing, um, beautiful. Um, it's actually giving me goosebumps as I'm talking about it. Me too. <laughs> uh-huh. and, and a total connection with the creator. And there was this promise that whenever those people would come back into prayer or meditation, there would be recognition on a spiritual level that they had been there that morning. Wow. It was so profound. And um, then I I was told by Archangel Michael, who is overseeing all of Enlightened World, that this meditation should be available on Facebook and YouTube and at conferences and on our network and wherever Enlightened World is, that anyone who wants to do this meditation, this um, ceremony of light is what I was given the name of it as, should have access to it. So I know, Karen, you were able to listen to it this morning. And as Inner Circle member, you actually had gone through it a couple of weeks ago in spirit form without even knowing it. Yeah. Um, (laughs) So what what was your takeaway on the... Oh, my gosh. It was absolutely, first and foremost, expansive, extremely... I my whole body was vibrating just like the day that I saw the angels in the sky. It was vibrating. And I said, "Uh aha. As I said earlier, it's that feeling I had as a little girl. And then in 1997, and then even today in 2018, to listen to that, it just ties it all in so beautifully. It was such an expansive unbelievable vision, first of all, because I'm very auditory and visionary, uh, see things quite clearly, um, just like I was sitting in the room with you. Although I wasn't there, but I was spiritually definitely there. But I could feel the angel lift up and take, you know, the beautiful name, my name to, you know, to the creator. I could feel that and I could sense it. And it, it was I, it's hard to give into physical words, you know, human physical words, but the most I can give you, it just was all encompassing. It felt beyond anything uh, that I've felt in a very, very long time. So I want to thank you for that. Thank you for listening. Thank you for hearing the call and answering the phone. Because <laughs> Michael calls a lot of people and not everybody mm-hmm. hears the phone. And thank you, Ruth, for, you know, hearing and bringing this beautiful meditation. I tell you, anyone and everyone that listens into it will feel the shift. They'll definitely feel the vibrational shift. may not be right in the moment, but they'll recognize it or notice it in their life. Absolutely. Nice. Well, you know, and and it was completely guided by Archangel Michael. He was in the room with me as as were the other spiritual divinity. Um, So I think part of what you were feeling was him. And um, on the video... Stephen Altair, Altair from Tokyo is doing sort of a call, call to action at yeah. the beginning, just yeah. connecting with anybody who is feeling so inclined or called to, to come along. So I'm so glad you got to listen to it this morning. Oh. Um, for the next week, the November 1 um, International Angels Network show, it's going to be the call call to action is going to be the ceremony of light so i'm excited to be able to provide that on the same day that the network is launching it's going to be a pretty profound day 
it really will. And the 11 one is a yes. pretty profound number. Yes, it is. <laughs> absolutely. Angelically and just consciously speaking. Absolutely. A gateway open. And I love it. You know, I love that the keepers of the earth from far and wide are coming together. So, so, so many years ago, I had a reading by a, a gentleman named David Wilcox, and he said to me, you are a very, very, very lonely light worker, but mm. I promise you, I promise you, your tribe will come. Yeah. And, <laughs> and he was right. It was very lonely because not everyone, you know, had, had experiences like myself or perceived things as I did. And, and, um, but I've noticed, and I'm sure you have too, Ruth, over the last couple of years, um, and to the present moment, there is more and more of a community, a tribe, a connection. And he says, you will wander no more. You will be found. And that's kind of what I feel with the Enlightened World Network and just the concept of, of being found and to step up and share. And it's, uh, you know, because we're all so amazingly tuned in. It's just, are you listening? That's all. Right. Are you listening? So. And some people are listening and they're choosing to not pay attention. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, they want to go back to sleep. And, you know, again, free will. You can do whatever you desire. But exactly. then as my angel said to me and Michael said, you will be very disappointed if you go back to sleep. So stay awake. <laughs> and I, I, I understand that because there's so much I really, my soul, would love to do and to be a part of and, and to share and to just sit and wonder and learn and grow. Absolutely. Right. And we just have one minute. So I'm just going to say, Karen and I have been involved in this six-month class of calling in every single morning with 48 other colleagues. And we didn't know each other. And um, during one of the calls, Archangel Michael said to me, you, you should reach out to Karen. And so I did. And I had no idea what a soul sister I was in online with for three months already and wasn't even aware. So mm -hmm. what a gift. So Karen, thank you so much. And thank you, Ruth. Oh, absolutely. And that's all the time that we've got left tonight. So um, I would say to all of you, thank you so much for being with us. And um, if you want information on Karen Anderson, go to askkarenanderson.com. And it is truly an honor to be among the hosts of International Angels Network and Enlightened World Network. And I look so forward to walking with spirit and you all next week. Good night and God bless you all.